The ACB Braille Forum, Volume 62, January 2024, Number 7. Published by the American Council of the Blind. Read by Nancy Gahagan, Judy Ewell, and Thomasine Berg in the recording studio of the Perkins Library. Be a part of ACB. The American Council of the Blind, trademark, is a membership organization made up of more than 70 state and special interest affiliates. To join, contact the National Office at 1-800-424-8666. Contribute to our work. Those much-needed contributions, which are tax-deductible, can be sent to Attention Treasurer, ACB, 6200 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 155, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. If you wish to remember a relative or friend, the National Office has printed cards available for this purpose. Consider including a gift to ACB in your last will and testament. If your wishes are complex, call the National Office. To make a contribution to ACB by the combined federal campaign, use this number, 11155. Check in with ACB. For the latest in legislative and governmental news, call the Washington Connection 24-7 at 1-800-424-8666 or read it online. Listen to ACB reports by downloading the MP3 file from www.acb.org or call 518-906-1820 and choose option 8. Tune in to ACB Media at www.acbmedia.org or by calling 518-906-1820. Learn more about us at www.acb.org. Follow us on Twitter at ACB National or like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ACBNATIONAL. Copyright 2023, American Council of the Blind. Dan Spoon, Interim Executive Director, Sharon Lovering, Editor. 225, Reinecker's Lane, Suite 660, Alexandria, Virginia, 22314. Table of Contents. Announcing our 2024 Convention Tours by Janet Tickleman. Call for nominees for 2024 ACB Awards. ACB's Board of Publications seeks to award excellence in writing, media. Announcing the call for nominations for the 2024 ADP Awards by Tabitha Kenlin. Lights, Camera, Description It's a great time to get connected and build a strong leadership foundation by Kenneth Semyon Sr. Thank you from the Auction Committee by Leslie Spoon. Affiliate News Randolph Shepard Vendors of America Sagebrush 2024 National BEP Training Conference Announcement Special Interest Affiliate Spotlight Guide Dog Users, Incorporated Passings Summary of the Fall 2023 Board of Directors Meeting by Penny Reader Here and There, edited by Cynthia G. Hawkins Upcoming Forum Themes and Deadlines March 2024 ACB Women with International Women's History Month, deadline January 26, 2024. April 2024, Multicultural Affairs Committee, deadline February 23, 2024. How to Submit Articles to the Forum 
If you wish to submit an article to the ACB Braille Forum, please send it via email to slovering at acb.org as part of the message or attached as a Word or ASCII text file. Articles should be between 500 and 800 words. Language should be family-friendly. Longer articles may be divided into two or more parts. Are you moving? Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office, 1-800-424-8666, or via email, slovering at acb.org. Give her the information, and she'll make the changes for you. Announcing our 2024 Convention Tours by Janet Dickelman An amazing array of tours await you in Jacksonville. Full tour descriptions, details, and pricing will be posted to the convention announce list, the convention website, acbconvention.org, and on the conference and convention registration form. Please keep in mind that there may be additions, deletions, or changes to this tentative schedule. In-person convention dates are July 5th through July 12th. Friday, July 5. Sea Serpent Airboat Tour. Experience a thrilling ride on the Airboat Adventure Tour on a 15-passenger high-performance airboat. The Airboat Adventure Tour allows our patrons an opportunity to experience the old Florida flora and fauna of the freshwater, non-tidal, creeks that Northeast Florida has to offer. Your airboat adventure includes a thrilling ride through parts of Trout Creek, Six Mile Creek, and Palmo Cove, which are tributaries of the historical St. John's River. Our captain will provide detailed information and descriptions and tell stories through music and word and let us know about any wildlife that we pass by. There will be time for you to visit the gift shop or grab a snack. The boat is loud and it will be hot. This tour is not suitable for guide dogs. You will be on the water for 90 minutes. Bring sunscreen and bug repellent. City Bus Tour 1 Jacksonville City Experience Driving Tour Experience the history and culture of the largest city in the continental United States. Your costumed tour guide is a professional storyteller, historian, and award-winning writer. He has designed a tour to entertain all your senses with things to touch, smell, and taste while we visit sites around the city and historic neighborhoods. For example, at one site, you will hear the amazing success story of Peterbrook Chocolate while tasting their famous chocolate-covered popcorn. Bring $10 in cash if you want to buy a bag. Your guide creates an interactive tour atmosphere, which is fun for everyone. Food Tour This tour is still in the planning stages. It would involve three stops, one for half a portion of Italian food, a stop for a half portion of seafood, and a dessert stop. Saturday, July 6. I fly indoor skydiving. No airplane required. Put on a flight suit, helmet, and goggles. After an introductory class, fall face down into a padded tunnel of wind. The wind will propel you up, and you will be flying around the tunnel. You will have two flights. With the second flight, you could be flying 15 feet above the ground. No parachute, just the wind keeping you aloft. If you have any shoulder injuries, this tour is not for you. Closed shoes are required. No, you cannot bring your dog in the tunnel. This tour will have a lot of waiting time, but is well worth it for any adrenaline junkie.
City Bus Tour 2, Jacksonville City Experience Driving Tour. See Friday's description. Fort Caroline. Florida has many stories of conquest, but Fort Caroline might just be the bloodiest. Originally established in the 1500s for European settlers in America, Fort Caroline became the site of several massacres and military executions over the years. Several times it was burned down and rebuilt. Included in this tour is a walk on very narrow pathways with roots and rocks. This is not a tour for someone who has difficulty walking and not wheelchair accessible. City Bus Tour 3 Jacksonville City Experience Driving Tour See Friday's Description Jacksonville Beach Pier A perfect place to walk. No streets or bicycles, just a quarter-mile, one-way walk on the pier overlooking the ocean. Take a leisurely stroll, power walk, or run. Snacks are available for purchase. Sunday, July 7. Autobahn Indoor Speedway. Here is your chance to drive a go-kart on an indoor track. You must be able to follow verbal instructions. Right, left, brake, gas. You will be doing the driving. You will be given a helmet, which might make it a little harder for you to hear. Closed-toe shoes are required. The vehicles are quite small. You need to squat to get into the go-kart. Your legs must straddle the center controls, and you must be able to use your feet to operate the pedals. There is no room in the go-kart for your guide dog. With the individual attention this tour requires, there will be long wait times. City Bus Tour 4 Jacksonville City Experience Driving Tour See Friday's Description Kingsley Plantation Florida has a complicated history when it comes to slavery, and nowhere is more apparent than the Kingsley Plantation. Named after a slave owner, Zephaniah Kingsley, who created a convoluted dynasty with four black wives and almost a dozen children, it's an attraction that raises just as many questions as answers. You see, Kingsley advocated for slavery, but he also emancipated his wives and educated his children. He lived on a plantation, but he allowed it to be used as a boarding house for freed slaves passing through the South. Today, the Kingsley Plantation is a testament to the complex web of history that's woven over Jacksonville. We realize this is a sensitive and potentially triggering venue. After careful consideration, discussions with ACB's Multicultural Affairs Committee, and a site visit, it was determined this tour is an important piece of history. Monday, July 8. The Museum of Southern History. One of Jacksonville's premier historical institutions is the Museum of Southern History. Though it is located in Florida, its subject matter includes everything below the Mason-Dixon line, and it will educate and entertain in equal measure. In addition to numerous exhibits and classic items from the antebellum South, this tour will include food pairings from many Southern states. Beach Party. Sand, surf, sun, and sustenance. What a way to spend a Florida summer evening. We'll have beachside pavilions for food and relaxing, and then it is just a few steps to the sand and down to the water, which in July should be quite warm. There are lifeguards on duty, but the ocean can be unpredictable, so wading versus swimming is advised. Tuesday, July 9. Florida School for the Deaf and the Blind. Visit this 80-acre campus that has educated over 1,000 deaf, 
hard of hearing, and blind, visually impaired children. You must go through security and have either a valid driver's license, non-driver ID or passport. No exceptions. The Ritz Theater and Museum The Ritz Theater and Museum is a mecca for African-American creatives. The museum celebrates the legacies of many different authors, artists, musicians, poets, and playwrights. And the theater is one of the oldest of its kind for black performers. It's also located in the La Villa neighborhood of Jacksonville, which used to have such a thriving black community that it was known as the Harlem of the South. Everything about the area has its roots in African-American culture. If you want to know more about the history of Florida's people of color, visit the Ritz Museum and experience the richness of art, music, and soul. Lunch from Soul Food Bistro will be included in this tour. Wednesday, July 10. Sweet Pete's Candy. With colorful pastel decorations and a sleek black-and-white checkerboard floor, Sweet Pete's Candy is basically a real-life version of Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. It dazzles the eye as soon as you walk in, and once you taste its confections, it'll dazzle your taste buds as well. There are a lot of things to see at Sweet Pete's Candy. Not only does it have jars, bars, bags, shelves, and gigantic baskets of chocolates and gummies, but there is also an ice cream parlor where you can enjoy frozen desserts, and a gift shop offers memorabilia for your trip. Mr. Wonka is alive, and he's working in Sweet Pete's Candy. While half the group does the tour, the other half will enjoy lunch at the restaurant. You'll be asked to provide your favorite candy bar ingredients from a list, and you'll receive a candy bar customized just for you. USS Orlick Visit this destroyer commissioned in 1945. Learn its history, tour the ship, and see how sailors worked, ate, and slept. There are steep stairways, narrow passages, and thresholds that are shen-high. The ship is not wheelchair-accessible. It is a fascinating tour. Friday, July 12. Kennedy Space Center. This is the birthplace of America's space program, and the only place on Earth where man has launched into space to set foot on the moon. Experience the past, present, and future of the Kennedy Space Center on this tour excursion. Guests will see the evolution of NASA, the space program's past and future, come alive thanks to the insight of a few experts. Go behind the gates of NASA at the Kennedy Space Center. Guests will see the Apollo Saturn V Center, where the spirit and historic scope of the Apollo moon landing missions are authentically recaptured in this enormous 100,000-square-foot facility. Imagine the largest rocket ever flown, the mighty Saturn V towering above. Guests experience a dramatic and moving multi-sensory presentation of the Apollo 8 launch, then an actual 363-foot, 6.2-million-pound Saturn V rocket is revealed. Next, guests will explore the space shuttle Atlantis. This unique attraction is a work of art in and of itself. Upon entering the venue, guests will be immersed in the human side of space exploration and awed as the theater doors dramatically open to reveal Shuttle Atlantis. Standing nose-to-nose with this splendid vehicle, guests will be able to view her elevated at a 43.21-degree angle, a view only astronauts had previously seen. Following the tour, you'll make your way to enjoy a lunch program featuring a veteran NASA astronaut. 
In this program, guests will view an inspirational video while enjoying a hot buffet lunch catered by an award-winning chef, followed by a dynamic presentation by the astronaut, Q&A, and photos. After lunch, there will be time to ride a space simulator and visit the gift shop. This is sure to be an out-of-this-world event. Staying in touch The convention announce list will be filled with information. To subscribe to the list, send a blank email to acbconvention plus sign subscribe at acblists.org. A-C-B-C-O-N-V-E-N-T-I-O-N plus sign S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E at acblists.org. If you received updates for the 2023 convention, you do not need to resubscribe to the list. Hotel details. Room rates at the Hyatt are $99 per night plus tax. Reservation information will be posted when it becomes available. For any convention-related questions, please contact Janet Dickelman, Convention Chair, 651-428-5059 or via email, janet.dickelman at gmail.com, j-a-n-e-t dot d-i-c-k-e-l-m-a-n at gmail.com. Call for nominees for 2024 ACB Awards. The Awards Committee is searching for nominees who you feel are deserving of national recognition for their work in ACB or the blindness community. Awards will be presented at the 2024 Conference and Convention in Jacksonville, Florida. All nomination letters must be received electronically by 11.59 p.m. Eastern on April 1, 2024. Letters received after that date will not be accepted. We ask that letters be limited to no more than 750 words. Please be sure to email your nomination letters to acbawards1 at gmail.com. A-C-B-A-W-A-R-D-S, numeral 1, at gmail.com. Important. The reach of the candidate's work must be national, not just local. Once the committee has received your nomination letters, we will review and judge the entries submitted against the criteria. All About the Awards The Durward K. McDaniel Ambassador Award is given in recognition of a blind person who may or may not be a member of a blindness organization, but who has, through his or her personal characteristics and activities unrelated to his or her employment, contributed most to the acceptance and understanding of blind people as capable, contributing members of the community. Originally called the Ambassador Award, this award was first given in 1963. The first recipient was Geraldine Noller. More recent recipients include Derwood K. McDaniel, 1983, Roger Peterson, 1999, Ed Walker, 2003, Dr. W. Aubrey Webson, 2017, Alan Peterson, 2021, Janet Dickelman, 2022, and Carla Rushevel, 2023. The George Card Award is given to an individual who has dedicated his or her life to work with and for people who are blind, making a real difference and improving quality of life for providing leadership and being a positive role model. 
George Card was the first recipient of this award in 1968. Card's leadership roles included that of Executive Secretary of the Wisconsin Council of the Blind, member of the ACB Board of Directors, and delegate to the World Council for the Welfare of the Blind. From People of Vision, Chapter 4, in the section 1948, the 7th NFB Convention, Baltimore, Maryland. More recent recipients include Eugene Lozano, 1993, Charles Crawford, 1998, Abraham Nemeth, 2002, Camille Caffarelli, 2020, and Sandra Troiano, 2023. The James R. Olson Distinguished Service Award is periodically given to individuals who have made important contributions which have advanced opportunities for the blind community. This award can be given to an individual or an organization. This award was originally named the Distinguished Service Award. It was renamed for James R. Jim Olson following his passing in 2005. Previous winners include Kathy McGivern, 1997, Shirley Keller of Creative Adaptations for Learning, 2001, Jim Olson, 2005, Leroy Johnson, 2007, Kim Kroll, and the Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art, 2021, and J.P. Morgan Chase, 2023. The Robert S. Bray Award is given to a person who has made a contribution toward improving library technology or communication devices. It could also be given for expanding access for all blind people or for making opportunities within the mainstream media. This award was named for Robert S. Bray, who was chief of the Division for the Blind and Physically Handicapped Library of Congress, now known as the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. The first recipient was Charles Lacoste, 1997. Other recipients include James Chandler, 1983, Stephen Dvornik, 1994, Jim Stovall, 1995, Jim Frutcherman, 2002, Karen Kenninger, 2020, and Brian Hartgen, 2023. The Margarine G. Beeman Volunteer Recognition Award honors individuals who have given tirelessly of their efforts, resources, expertise, or time toward improving the quality of life in the blindness community. The achievements, accomplishments, or service on which the nominations are based must reflect ACB's vision and mission. This award may be given to a deserving individual or organization. The award was named for Marjorie Beeman, who was the convention's volunteer coordinator. It was first given in 2016 to Marjorie Beeman. Other winners include Sally Benjamin, 2017, Patty Cox, 2019, Michael Smitherman, 2020, Rhonda Trott, 2022, and Sheila Young, 2023. The Affiliate Outreach Award is based on a recommendation by an affiliate president, which recognizes a local chapter for a new outreach program. This program must have a measurable outcome. The Affiliate Outreach Award was first presented in 2000 to the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. Other previous winners include the Middle Tennessee Council of the Blind, 2009, ACB of Ohio Columbus Chapter, 2015, and Friends and Focus Medina, Ohio Chapter, 2021. The Affiliate Growth Awards are based on the greatest increase in membership, as determined by the 2023 through 2024 membership reports. One award is given for the greatest percentage of growth, 
and another is presented to the affiliate with the largest number of new members. The 2023 winners are the independent visually impaired entrepreneurs for a 52.63% growth in membership and Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, 38 new members. Deadlines and Questions Nominations open on January 1st and close on April 1st, 2024. Submit your nominations as soon as possible. Late submissions will not be considered. The email address is acbawards1 at gmail.com. A-C-B-A-W-A-R-D-S-1 at G-M-A-I-L dot com. If you have any questions, contact Karim Youth at 541-269-1993 or Connie Sims at 605-941-9512. ACB's Board of Publications seeks to award excellence in writing, media. The ACB Board of Publications proudly recognizes excellence each year with three annual writing awards. We are seeking nominations for the Ned E. Freeman Excellence in Writing Award, the Vernon Henley Media Award, and the Hollis Liggett Braille Free Press Award. The Ned E. Freeman Excellence in Writing Award was instituted in 1970 and will be awarded based on the following criteria. An article must have been published between April of 2023 and March of 2024. All articles published in the ACB Braille Forum in all forms and formats are automatically eligible for consideration. Individual articles published by any ACB affiliate in its official publication may also be nominated by the affiliate's president or editor. Articles which have not appeared in the ACB Braille Forum in all forms and formats may be submitted in any format. The article must demonstrate excellence in writing, novelty of approach, and or originality of the subject matter. The author of the winning article will receive a plaque, and a $100 prize at the annual ACB conference and convention. The Vernon Henley Media Award is conferred based on the following criteria. The Vernon Henley Media Award is intended to be a vehicle for publicizing ACB throughout the general media and to encourage excellence and accuracy in electronic and print coverage of items relating to blindness. This award may be presented to an organization, company, or individual either sighted or blind, who has made a positive difference in the press, whether in radio, television, electronic media, magazines, or daily newspapers, during the period encompassed by April of 2023 through March of 2024, by portraying the capabilities of people who are blind in a positive light, rather than focusing on outdated stereotypes and misconceptions. Programs and or articles written and produced specifically for a visually impaired audience, as well as those intended for the general public, are also eligible. A variety of media are eligible for nomination for the Vernon Henley Media Award. Examples may include television or radio programs, commercials or public service announcements, videos, articles from magazines, newspapers, newsletters, posters, or any other new or emerging media sources. 
Submissions such as books or recurring columns or blogs from the same person should include a synopsis and no more than three sample chapters for books and no more than three samples of the recurring columns or blogs nominated. Submissions should be accompanied by a letter of nomination as well as the sample copy of the item being nominated. Incomplete submissions will not be considered. The BOP chairperson will annually send a letter to affiliate presidents, newsletter editors, and other media markets encouraging nominations for the Vernon Henley Media Award. A plaque will be presented to the Vernon Henley Media Award recipient at the annual ACB conference and convention. The Hollis Liggett Braille Free Press Award will be presented based on the following criteria. The Hollis Liggett Braille Free Press Award is intended to promote best journalistic practices and excellence in writing in publications of ACB's state and special interest affiliates. All periodicals of ACB affiliates, distributed no less than semi-annually, are eligible. Nominations must be submitted by the affiliate's newsletter editor or president. Submissions must include the following. 1. Two issues of the affiliate's publication from the previous calendar year sent electronically and in hard copy in the format which the affiliate recognizes as the format which best represents its readership. 2. Answers to the following questions. A. How many members are in your affiliate? B. How often is your publication published per year? C. In what formats is your publication produced? Members of the BOP directly involved in the editorial process of any submitted publication will excuse themselves from judging and scoring that particular publication. Criteria for judging submissions will include A. The number of contributing writers in a single issue. B. The variety of information presented in each issue. C. How well the publication portrays the affiliate. D. The quality of writing throughout the publication. E. The overall layout and presentation of the publication. A plaque will be presented to the Hollis Liggett Braille Free Press Award recipient at the convention. And now the fine print. All nominations must be submitted to the ACB Braille Forum editor, Sharon Lovering, with a postmark of no later than April 1, 2024. You may also submit your nomination electronically to slovering at acb.org, S-L-O-V-E-R-I-N-G at acb.org. All submissions should be accompanied by a cover letter providing details about the nominee, including name, address, telephone number, and email address of the nominee, if known, and details about the submission, its origin, and any other pertinent information. The return address of the person making the nomination should be included in the cover letter. Members of the Board of Publications, Board of Directors, and staff and contractors of the ACB are prohibited from participating. Any individual or affiliate who has won a BOP award since 2020 is ineligible to receive the same award prior to January 1, 2025. Announcing the Call for Nominations for the 2024 ADP Awards by Tabitha Kenlin What do a chef, a museum, and a very large telescope have in common? 
They were all recipients of a 2023 ADP Award. The ADP Awards recognize achievement in audio description in seven categories, including media, performing arts, museums, the public sector, and research and development. Nominations will be accepted from January 8 to April 21, 2024, and the winners will be announced in July at the American Council of the Blind's Conference and Convention. Who can submit a nomination? Everyone. You are welcome to nominate yourself, your local theater or museum, or a well-known institution. Complete and submit the nomination form, tinyurl.com slash numeral 4K numerals 65TR numeral 5R today. Who is eligible for an award? Any person, organization, or institution that fits in one of the categories below and is involved in the research, development, production, design, creation, and or delivery of great audio description is eligible. What are the criteria? The most important criterion is that the person or organization consistently develops, creates, and or makes available high-quality audio description. But we encourage you to consider other vital accessibility and inclusivity elements, such as how easy it is to access the audio description, whether the website and or physical spaces are accessible, and to what extent people on the blindness spectrum are involved in the creation of audio description as writers, editors, sound engineers, or testers. You'll want to include these details in your nomination. What are the award categories? There are seven categories. The same individual or organization may not be nominated in multiple categories. Media, Performing Arts, Museums, Visual Art, Visitor Centers, Public Sector, Government Agencies, Federal, State, or Local, International, People and Organizations Working Primarily Outside the U.S., Dr. Margaret Fansteel Memorial Award for Audio Description, Research, and Development. Barry Levine Memorial Award for Career Achievement in Audio Description. Submit your nomination. Help us celebrate the people and organizations that are contributing significantly to the growth of audio description. Submit your nomination online at tinyurl.com slash numeral 4K numerals 65 TR numeral 5R before April 21, 2024. Lights, Camera, Description The American Council of the Blind's Audio Description Project, ADP, and the Described and Captioned Media Program, DCMP, are now accepting entries for BADI, or the Benefits of Audio Description in Education, an essay contest for young people ages 7 to 21, who are blind or have low vision. It's a great chance for students to engage with accessible learning materials, unleash their inner film critic, and compete for fun prizes. In past years, we have heard some amazing essays from some talented young film critics. How Students Can Enter 1. Browse the free DCMP library at dcmp.org 2. Watch any audio-described film. There are more than 6,000 educational titles to choose from. 3. 
write an evaluation of the film's audio description, commenting on the ways the audio description enhanced or detracted from your experience. 4. Visit BadyContest.org, B-A-D-I-E, Contest.org, to submit your entry. There you'll also find guidelines and prize details, tips on writing a good review, and information about how audio description is created. Categories Alternate Assessment Students with Non-Traditional Matriculation Records Sophomore, ages 7 through 10 Junior, ages 11 through 15 Senior, ages 16 through 21 Deadline and Prizes the deadline for contest entries is February 11, 2024. Winners will be notified by the end of March 2024. There will be first, second, and third place winners in each category, as well as a grand prize winner who will be awarded an iPad Mini and invited to read his or her essay at the American Council of the Blind's National Conference and Convention in July 2024. Teachers of first place winners will also receive prizes. Students need to go to BadyContest.org for complete details and to submit their entries. Please pass this information along to any blind or low-vision students you know or any teachers of the visually impaired you may know. We are looking forward to a record-breaking year for contest entries. It's a great time to get connected and build a strong leadership foundation by Kenneth Simeon Sr., Prepare to experience an array of opportunities to learn and grow personally as you connect with other like-minded individuals. We'll get together in Jacksonville, Florida for the 63rd Annual ACB Conference and Convention from July 5 through 12, 2024, and become more familiar with ACB's wealth of inclusive convention activities. The Class of 2024 DKM first-timers will be able to enjoy the privilege of connecting with members of previous classes, ACB leaders, and others from around the nation. As an ACB member who has never attended an in-person ACB conference and convention, you're invited to learn more about and participate in ACB's primary leadership development program. To be eligible for consideration, each applicant must meet specific requirements, which include being age 18 or older, blind or visually impaired, an ACB member in good standing, current on membership dues, and never have attended an in-person ACB National Convention. Applicants must be able to travel independently, navigate the convention hotel, and request support when necessary. Another step of eligibility will be the expectation of undergoing a 30-minute interview with a team of DKM committee members during mid-April. In addition, a letter of recommendation from a state or special interest affiliate president must be submitted. Please refrain from asking your chapter president to submit a letter of recommendation. Applicants are encouraged to be sure that they meet the award criteria before requesting that their state or special interest affiliate president write and submit a letter of recommendation on their behalf. The online application should be completed in full with all necessary information that introduces the applicant, including the complete name, physical address, email address containing the applicant's name, along with a home and cell number, introduce yourself to the committee, include reasons for applying for the award, 
share a brief summary of education and experience related to your community service, contributions to your respective affiliate and or chapter, while sharing the significance of the First Timers Award to your personal or career development. The detailed letter of recommendation should include specific references to the applicant's demonstrated leadership potential and contributions. The DKM program and ACB honor recipients by funding round-trip air travel and supporting transportation, hotel accommodations, double occupancy, per diem allowance for meals and incidentals, leadership institute, reception, banquet tickets, the general convention registration fee, and other activities determined by the committee. Optional tours and other fun activities are not covered by the program. The responsibilities of each recipient include, but are not limited to, attending the full week of conference and convention activities from Friday, July 5 through Friday, July 12, participating in daily general sessions and the keys to the convention seminar, along with special interest and committee seminars, while interacting with ACB leaders and fellow members. The applicant submits an online application, and the affiliate president submits a letter of recommendation to Kenneth Semyon Sr., semyon.k at outlook.com, which must be received no later than April 3, 2024. The DKM committee will select the 2024 first-timers during the latter part of April. Eligible applicants will be notified shortly thereafter. The selection process will conclude with two recipients being awarded as DKM first-timers, one from East and one from West of the Mississippi River. The DKM Committee reserves the right to recognize two recipients from the East or West if there are no qualified applicants from one of the specified areas. All questions should be sent to DKM Chair Kenneth Semyon Sr., semyon.k at outlook.com. S-E-M-I-E-N dot K at Outlook dot com or dial 409-866-5838. Thank you from the Auction Committee. The Auction Committee would like to say thank you. We appreciate all of the wonderful donations from affiliates, vendors, members, and friends of ACB. There were over 170 items in the holiday auction, from homemade goodies to jewelry, technology, and crafts. Once again, thanks for supporting the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Leslie Spoon Affiliate News Louisiana's Capital City Chapter has successful White Cane Day. Success, success! Capital City Council of the Blind held its first White Cane Safety Day on October 14, 2023, at the Main Library on Goodwood Boulevard in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. There were white canes on display and many items on exhibit to assist visually impaired and blind people. In addition, hands-on information was also available. One highlight of the event was people being blindfolded and guided using the white cane. The librarian had books on display written by blind authors. Many people were not aware of these books, which can also be found on audio-slash-talking books. As we deal with our challenges, we have taken lemons and made lemonade. We served cold lemonade to everyone who attended our White Cane Safety Day. President Doris Love Elbert. Vice President Herbert Riado. 
Join a great affiliate, get the chance to win $50. For 2024, the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss will be drawing for three prizes of $50 each. Any returning member or new member who joins and pays dues by February 1, 2024 will be in the drawing. If you win the drawing, you have the choice of cash or an Amazon gift card. AAVL board members are not eligible for the drawing. Here's how to get in on the action. Everything can be done on our website in the membership page. Visit www.aavl-blind-seniors.org membership. You can call Treasurer Kathy Gerhardt at 304-283-7424 and she will be happy to help with your membership and dues. If you don't get an answer, she'll call you back. You can send a check or money order payable to AAVL to Kathy Gerhardt, 2456 Edgewater Drive, Poland, Ohio, 44514. We also have Zelle. If you have Zelle too, you can send your dues through Zelle to Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, email treasurer at aavl-blind-seniors.org, phone 304-283-7424. California residents should contact CAAVL Treasurer Denise Weddle at D. E-A-N-I-E-W, numerals 21 at verizon.net or 310-306-8149. Oregon residents should contact OAAVL Treasurer Leonard Kokel at leonardkokel at gmail.com, L-E-O-N-A-R-D, K-O-K-E-L at gmail.com or 541-888-0846 to become a member. Through the generous donation of one current AAVL member, we have one due scholarship of $15 available. If you know someone who wants to join but could use a little help, let AAVL know privately. First come, first served. Dues are generally $15 for the calendar year, but are reduced if you are an ACB Life member or an AAVL Life member. AAVL Life memberships are $200. The best reason to join AAVL is the great benefits of membership and to support the many efforts of Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. Here are a few of them. 1. We have a call every week hosted by Sandy Troiano called The Ins and Outs of Vision Loss Later in Life. But the call is open to anyone, whether older, younger, new to vision loss, blind since birth, and anything in between. 2. Once a month on the fourth Monday, Danette Dixon leads a community call with a speaker of interest to AAVL members and anyone else who wants to join in. 3. Our monthly board meetings, led by President Doug Powell, are open to all AAVL members or potential members. They alternate between the first Sunday or the first Thursday of each month. Members are encouraged to contribute their opinions and ideas during the meetings. 4. 
Every other month, Sharon Stokowski holds a members-only casual chat call known as We Could Write a Book. 5. Our advocacy team works on too many projects to list, including legislative initiatives that are important to our members and all older people experiencing vision loss or blindness. 6. Each year at the ACB conference and convention, we sponsor several activities and speakers. Those are open to all, and we make as many of them available on Zoom as possible. 7. The AAVL business meeting happens annually and is open to all members. This is where elections, bylaw updates, and other important decisions occur. 8. We have a CARES committee for reaching out to members regarding their concerns. We also bring those folks into Zoom meetings who need assistance. 9. Our website is chock full of information and resources. 10. Our AAVL email list is public, and anyone can join us and keep up to date with all our activities. 11. We publish our newsletter, The Hourglass, at least twice per year. It's also on the website. 12. In 2024, for the first time, we will have our Teddy Joy Remhild Service Award presentation. Details are available on our website. 13. On February 14, 2024, we will turn 25 years old. To celebrate this milestone, we will hold a big anniversary party on February 10 with lots of festivities. More detailed information is available on the website. 14. The reason we can have so many things going on at once is that we have a lot of committed members willing to jump in and participate in the things they enjoy doing. Come join us. Thank you for considering joining AAVL. You only have to be 18 or older to join. Randolph Shepard Vendors of America, Sagebrush 2024 National BEP Training Conference Announcement. With the theme Sagebrush 2024 teaming up to tackle the ins and outs of Randolph Shepard business, the RSVA, Sagebrush National BEP Training Conference begins on Monday, February 12, with Sagebrush registration at 5 p.m. and the welcome reception at 7 p.m. The conference ends on Friday, February 16, with our special You Don't Have to See It to Tee It golf outing. The seminar sessions cover topics from business and entrepreneur-related topics, technology updates, using AI for business, as well as specific Randolph Shepard facility information and updates. Registrants have the opportunity to earn continuing education units. With so many unique events and conversations, expect to enjoy the conference. The conference will be held at the Golden Nugget Hotel in downtown Las Vegas, a four-star conference center. Room reservations must be made directly with the hotel. Note, special sagebrush room rates apply Monday, February 12 through Saturday, February 17, 2024. Since Monday is overflow from the Super Bowl, the rate is slightly higher that night. Rates are much higher if you wish to stay at the Golden Nugget before Monday, February 12. Rates differ from tower to tower. A fee for one night's stay will be charged when you reserve your room. For hotel reservations, please call 1-800-331-5731. 
When booking reservations over the phone, it is essential to give the group code GSRSV numerals 24 to ensure the group rates and other amenities are applied. To book online, go to tinyurl.com slash numeral 2 V numeral 4 K numerals 8 5 T numeral 3. All who attend the event in person and register by January 1 will have their name entered into a drawing for a free in-person registration for the 2025 event. Conference updates will be placed on the RSVA website, www.randolph-shepherd.org, www.randolph-shepherd.org. Org. For more information or to receive the registration form for the conference, contact RSVA by email rsva at randolph-shepherd.org or call 303-963-5153. Special Interest Affiliate Spotlight Guide Dog Users Incorporated Guide Dog Users Incorporated, GDUI, is an organization dedicated to assisting guide dog users in various ways. They offer empathetic advice and information, educate the general public about guide dog handlers and their independent lifestyle, and advocate for a safe environment and welcoming communities by working with legislators, businesses, and officials. The Disaster Assistance and Preparedness Program assists guide dog users with dog-related expenses that may arise after disasters like hurricanes, wildfires, and tornadoes. GDUI aims to support guide dog users during difficult times. Advocacy GDUI collaborates with affiliates, individuals, and government entities at the federal, state, and local levels to support legislation and regulations addressing the challenges guide dog users face. They strive to ensure the safety of guide dog users and their dogs by raising awareness about the hazards posed by untrained pets or emotional support animals that can interfere with their well-being. Public Relations GDUI focuses on maintaining a robust online presence. The website is secure and user-friendly. It offers a safe platform for discussions on their email lists, Facebook groups, and X, formerly Twitter, pages. The organization is continuously optimizing its website to make it the most informative and frequently visited site for guide dog users, as well as for those interested in guide dogs and their civil rights. They share informative announcements through their website and email newsletters and plan to include longer articles, interviews, and stories contributed by members of the guide dog community. GDUI's Handbook, the Handbook for Prospective Guide Dog Users, is for individuals who want to learn about guide dogs for themselves or those they know. The book is available through the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled, as well as Bookshare. Guide Dog Schools GDUI takes pride in their guide dog school surveys on their website, which allow people to compare different guide dog training programs and choose the one that suits their needs and preferences.
Pause for news you can use. GDUI's newsletter publication is published six times a year, with the next publication scheduled for December 5, 2023. Deadline for the February issue is January 15, 2024. Submit your story, poem, or song lyrics and get published. Membership Involving their members is a top priority for GDUI. They strive to keep their members informed about important issues and involve them in decision-making. Members are welcome to attend GDUI board meetings and have the opportunity to voice their opinions and offer suggestions. GDUI encourages people to get involved in various ways. They have email discussion groups, social media connections, and committees where members can actively participate. One of their active committees is the Advocacy Committee, which assists guide dog users nationwide with access issues related to their guide dogs. This committee provides practical assistance for reasonable accommodations in different settings. GDUI also holds an annual membership meeting with guest speakers and a drawing for door prizes. Welcome to our new board members, Liz Botner, Vicki Kennedy, and Kay Malmquist. GDUI welcomes you regardless of whether you are part of a committee, are a member at large, or choose to join one of GDUI's state affiliates. Another option is that you can join an affiliate that is in another state. There are many possibilities. Join one of our meetings, listen to past meetings, look around the website, or call our office manager at 866-799-8436. To contact Guide Dog Users Incorporated, visit our website, www.gdui.org, or call our office manager at 866-799-8436. We wish you and your guide a safe and happy 2024. Passings. We honor here members, friends, and supporters of the American Council of the Blind who have impacted our lives in many wonderful ways. If you would like to submit a notice for this column, please include as much of the following information as possible. Name. First, last, maiden, if appropriate. City of residence, upon passing. State or province of residence, upon passing. Other cities, states, countries of residence, places where other blind people may have known this person. Occupation. Date of death, day if known, month, year. Age. ACB affiliation, local, state, special interest affiliates, or national committees. Deaths that occurred more than six months ago cannot be reported in this column. Freddie Lily Pico, December 3, 1940 to September 1, 2023. Freddie Pico was born and raised in Wadesboro, North Carolina. After losing her vision, Ms. Pico attended the School for the Blind in Raleigh, North Carolina. After high school, she enrolled in Howard University. She graduated in 1965 with a double major in sociology and psychology. Freddie went on to earn a master's degree in public relations and journalism from American University. 
During her freshman year at Howard, she met her future husband, James W. Pico, Jr. They were married in June 1967. James passed away in August of 2016. She was an active member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority, Xi Zeta Omega chapter. She said, I think it was my master's degree that helped me to get a job at the Library of Congress. I began in the Division of Blind Services, and over the years I was promoted and retired after 49 years. She worked the longest period of time in the reference section of the Library of Congress National Library Service, where her strengths were researching information and answering questions for patrons. As a result of her work at the Library of Congress, Freddie became acquainted with the American Council of the Blind. She joined the D.C. Council of the Blind in the 1980s and served as president from 2018 through 2020. She retired from the Library of Congress, National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped, in 2009. She was a longtime member of Northeastern Presbyterian Church, where she was ordained as an elder. She lived her life determined to overcome obstacles and serve the community. She was driven to ensure that the blind and physically handicapped had opportunity and ability to survive and contribute to society. She is survived by her son, James W. Pico III, and his wife, Laura. Four grandchildren, Danielle, Rachel, Nial, and Niam, and many other family members and dear friends. Summary of the Fall 2023 Board of Directors Meeting by Penny Reader ACB President Deb Cook-Lewis called the meeting to order at 9.08 a.m. Eastern. All board members were present, with the majority in person at the Hyatt Regency Riverfront Hotel in Jacksonville, Florida. Several ACB staff and guests were also present. Listen to the podcast by visiting tinyurl.com slash mrx numerals 283hj. The meeting agenda was approved with one addition. Convention Coordinator Janet Dickelman welcomed the board to the site of the 2024 ACB Convention. The hotel has a 24-hour marketplace offering Starbucks products, sandwiches, flatbread pizzas, and a variety of breakfast options. The hotel restaurant is open for three meals a day and offers a breakfast buffet. The bar offers tavern food, and Morton's Restaurant has some lower prices during happy hour. There is a well-stocked gift shop. Board member Gabriel Lopez Cafati described several encouraging preliminary meetings he and other Blind Pride International, BPI, members held with representatives from the Jacksonville Airport, the Convention Hotel, and local organizations which support the LGBTQ community, assuring Jacksonville will be a welcoming and safe environment for every attendee. Gabriel said he and others are researching transportation providers who can guarantee non-discriminatory service to guide dog users at typical ride-share rates. Rick Morin summarized preliminary findings from the 2023 convention survey. The response rate was about 76%. 80% of respondents reported satisfaction with general session content, and 76.8% were satisfied with the length of general sessions. 
Rick reported 89.7% rated their satisfaction with the audio quality at the highest level. The convention-related communications, which Kelly Gask managed via various media, scored very high among this year's attendees. Jeff Tom asked about the number of attendees who participated on tours. Janet said that most tours were completely filled. Janet said in 2024, with the exception of the Cape Canaveral tour, all of the planned tours are near Jacksonville. She expects costs for Jacksonville area tours will be a little lower than in Schaumburg. Immediate past president Kim Charlson suggested ACB should identify blind and low-vision individuals who can review the hotel orientation guide. Deb said ACB is willing to explore the possibility of making wayfinding technology available at the convention. Janet is investigating providing in-person group hotel orientations during convention. Planning for post-2025 ACB conventions, Deb stated any decisions ACB reaches will depend on what the membership wants. Preliminary discussions are beginning as the Convention Steering Committee analyzes data from various sources. During her President's report, Deb said she was still in the process of visiting each ACB committee. She expected changes in committee membership assignments to be finalized by the end of the week. Deb appointed Kim Charlson, Michael Garrett, Jeff Tom, Dan Spoon, and Nancy Becker to an ad hoc executive director search committee. She announced the ad hoc committee charged with reviewing and organizing approved board policies includes Connie Sims, David Trott, and Ray Campbell. Kim Charlson, representing ACB at the World Blind Union, WBU, said she would be traveling to Malaga, Spain, attending a WBU meeting in late October. The North America-Caribbean region of the WBU has asked member organizations to contribute to a Rice for the Blind relief fund organized by the Haiti Society for the Blind. Gabriel lopez Cafati said Maria Kristich has drawn the attention of ACB's International Relations Committee, IRC, to the dire circumstances of blind people living in Haiti, and he sought Kim's advice regarding the best way for the IRC and other committees and affiliates to help. Kim speculated that the conditions of extreme violence and governmental dysfunction, the challenges of finding a path to get Braille materials, mobility canes or the kinds of low-tech assistive devices that the IRC typically distributes into Haiti might be insurmountable. The board unanimously adopted a motion to contribute $500 on behalf of ACB to the Rice for the Blind in Haiti campaign and to establish a mechanism through which individual ACB members and affiliates can contribute. To donate to the Haitian Rice for the Blind Fund, call ACB at 1-800-424-8666 or donate online at tinyurl.com slash aj numeral 3 c numeral 2 ffd. Reporting as ACB's representative to the FCC Disability Advisory Committee, Kim said the committee recently met face-to-face for the first time since the pandemic. 
Their work focused on approving and establishing a process for enabling direct video conferencing, DVC, for people who communicate with American Sign Language, ASL, while using interactive customer support systems offered by government and industry, and recommending changes to improve the audio description file transfer protocol to transmit audio description files along with program content files. Deb urged affiliates to learn more about the board's affiliate liaison program, now called ACB CARES, an acronym for ACB Connecting Affiliates Through Relationships. David Trott said over the past three months, he has received more than 100 calls from members who believe leaders and staff are not listening to them. Two issues members called about were the advisability of holding conventions in Jacksonville and Dallas and ACB's absence from Mastodon. Gabriel Lopez Cafati and Terry Pacheco said they had been hearing from people who expressed concern about an overall environment within ACB, which some of them consider unwelcoming, or worse, unsafe, for anyone who might want to publicly disagree with leadership. Deb said ACB will look for a way to facilitate communication between members and leaders. Her email address is acbpresident at acb.org, acbpresident at acb.org. Deb stated participation at ACB conventions is much lower than it was pre-pandemic. ACB approached the Blinded Veterans Association, BVA, about holding their convention at the same hotel, concurrently with ours. Our conventions would be separate, but some space would be shared, such as the exhibit hall and ballroom. If we are able to work this out, we could solve some problems meeting our contractual commitment to Hyatt for filling a specified number of rooms, and there would be benefits to both organizations. The board enthusiastically approved pursuing this possibility. Interim Executive Director's Report Dan Spoon reported Kelly Gask put together an account of her job duties. Many tasks will be transferred to Sharon Lovering and Caitlin Herrera. Audio Description Project Coordinator Tabitha Kenlan is also taking on more responsibilities. ACB is contracting with Mike Johnson, who has 10 years of communications experience with National Industries for the Blind, NIB, to maintain ACB.org and manage ACB's social media presence. Advocacy Update Clark Rockfall stated the Websites and Software Applications Accessibility Act was reintroduced on September 28 by Senator Tammy Duckworth and Representative John Sarbanes. The Alice Cogswell and Ann Sullivan Macy Act was reintroduced in the House and Senate on September 27. Clark said ACB will be working with its partners in the broader disability community to create large coalition comments responding to the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, Advanced Notice of Proposed Rulemaking, ANPRM, with the goal of modernizing their Section 504 regulations, emphasizing websites, mobile applications, and kiosks. He reminded affiliates to sign on to the comments ACB and our partners have prepared responding to the Department of Justice Title II rulemaking with respect to digital accessibility.
Reporting on the 2023 resolutions, Dan said the letter ACB drafted regarding the proposed curriculum for preparing occupational therapists, OTs, to provide services for people who are blind and low vision had been delivered to the Academy for Certification of Vision Rehabilitation and Education Professionals, ACVREP. In response, ACVREP has formed a five-person advisory council for developing OT certification requirements and invited Deb Cook-Lewis to be part of it. Advocacy specialist Swatha Nandakumar is working with GDUI's Advocacy Committee on resolutions related to rideshare providers' denials of service to users of service animals and guide dog users' access to air travel. Dan said ACB and the Bureau of Engraving and Printing continue to maintain a productive dialogue. He added that when Jeff Levitke, the attorney who represented ACB in the accessible currency lawsuit, reviewed the most recent report from the Bureau, he said, This is the most positive report I've seen in many, many years. Report from the Resource Development Team Director of Development Joe Lynn Bailey-Page Development Officer Colby Garrison and Consultant Bill Reeder reported on their team's efforts to secure donations and grant funding for ACB's programs and services. Joe Lynn stated the Master Blueprint, which the team developed earlier this year, is a valuable resource. They have identified 10 distinct program areas and plan to gain an understanding of the resources each of those program areas requires, then build a case that will attract support from donors whose interests and passions match those areas of programmatic focus. The CFO's Report Chief Financial Officer Nancy Marks Becker stated affiliates may receive MMS contributions, funds from the ACB Walk, and the 2023 convention by the end of October. Nancy will be spending the next several months working on the 2024 budget. Nancy recommended, and the board authorized, a 5% drawdown from the Legacy Fund to cover end-of-year operating expenses. ACB Treasurer's Report Michael Garrett referred to the financial narrative he distributed before the meeting while pointing out specific fundraising categories in need of heightened attention. The BOP Board of Publications Chair Penny Reeder said the BOP was preparing a budget request for publishing the ACB Braille Forum in 2024. The BOP continues to focus on improving the ACB Voices blog. Anthony Corona's member on the Mike blogs have been very popular, she said. Anthony is expanding the series, highlighting ACB scholarship winners. Deb asked the board to approve establishing an ACB presence on Mastodon. The board unanimously approved the request. ACB Enterprises and Services the board elected Jeff Tom, George Holliday, and Terry Pacheco to serve on the ACB Enterprises and Services, ACBES, board. D.C. Leadership Conference The board approved the Sheraton Pentagon City Hotel, located at 900 South Orm Street, Arlington, Virginia, for the 2024 Leadership Conference, tentatively scheduled for the first weekend in March. D.C.'s Metro bus system has a stop just outside the hotel, and it is a 10-minute bus ride to the Pentagon City Metro Rail stop.
The Sheraton offers a free shuttle to and from Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport, DCA. If taking a taxi or rideshare from DCA, the trip will take about 10 minutes. From Dulles, 40 minutes. From Baltimore Washington International, BWI, about an hour. Both Union Station in Washington, D.C. and the Alexandria Amtrak Station are approximately 15 to 20 minutes from the Sheraton. Room rates are $149 per night plus tax. This rate is available Tuesday, February 27th through March 6th. The hotel will construct and maintain a dog relief area. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner are available at the Potomac Tavern on the first floor. During morning hours, the coffee bar serves Starbucks products. There are no other dining options within walking distance. The Sheraton offers a free shuttle to Pentagon City, where many restaurants and bars are located. The ballroom and meeting rooms are in their own wing, directly off the lobby. The meeting adjourned around 5 p.m. Eastern. Here and There, edited by Cynthia G. Hawkins. The announcement of products and services in this column does not represent an endorsement by the American Council of the Blind, its officers, or staff. Listings are free of charge for the benefit of our readers. The ACB Braille Forum cannot be held responsible for the reliability of the products and services mentioned. To submit items for this column, send a message to slovering at acb.org or phone the National Office at 1-800-424-8666 and leave a message in Sharon Lovering's mailbox. Information must be received at least two months ahead of publication date. For the Lord of the Rings fans, Lighthouse for the Blinds Adaptations Store has a new set of tactile maps available featuring Middle-Earth. The maps have raised lines, textures, and braille. There are seven maps of Middle-Earth, each focusing on different features, regions, settlements, mountains, forests, rivers, and bodies of water. There are also two detailed maps, the Shire and Mordor. The book is 18 pages long, comb-bound, 11.5 inches by 11 inches. For more information, visit tinyurl.com slash mrx, numeral 5, uuk, numeral 7. Call 1-888-400-8933 or email adaptations at lighthouse-sf.org. A-D-A-P-T-A-T-I-O-N-S at L-I-G-H-T-H-O-U-S-E-S-F.org. New Edition to NLS Collection A new audio magazine, Harvard Men's Health Watch, has been added to the NLS Collection. It is recorded by volunteers and staff of the Florida Bureau of Braille and Talking Book Library in Daytona Beach, Florida. Harvard Men's Health Watch magazine code, HMH4, comes out monthly and is available via barred download and on cartridge. For more information or to subscribe to the magazine, contact your local network library. You can also subscribe to this and other magazines directly through Bard and Bard Mobile. Turtleback Cases for Your Devices Turtleback is an American producer of carrying cases for HIMSS, Humanware, Freedom Scientific, and Orbit devices. Turtleback 
www.turtlebacklv.com, has been manufacturing carry cases for low-vision devices for over 20 years. Featured cases include Humanware Victor Reader Stream 3, APH Mantis Q40, Hims Sense Player, Humanware Brilliant BI 20X, and Humanware Brilliant BI 40X. To view the Turtleback catalog, visit turtlebacklv.com collections. T-U-R-T-L-E-B-A-C-K-L-V dot com slash C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-O-N-S. For more information, call toll-free 1-855-915-0005 between 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. Pacific. ACB Officers President Deb Cook-Lewis, First Term, 2025 1131 Liberty Drive, Clarkston, Washington, 99403 First Vice President David Trott, First Term, 2025 1018 East Street South, Talladega, Alabama, 35160 Second Vice President Ray Campbell First term, 2025. 216 Prestwick Road, Springfield, Illinois, 62702-3330. Secretary, Denise Colley. Final term, 2025. 26131 Travis Brook Drive, Richmond, Texas, 77406-3990. Treasurer, Michael Garrett. First term, 2025. 7806 Chaseway Drive, Missouri City, Texas, 77489-2333. Immediate Past President Kim Charlson, 57 Grandview Avenue, Watertown, Massachusetts, 02472. ACB Board of Directors. Christopher Bell, Pittsboro, North Carolina, first term, 2024. Donna Brown, Romney, West Virginia, first term, 2024. Gabriel Lopez Cafati, Miami Lakes, Florida, first term, 2026. Cecily Laney Nipper, Covington, Georgia, partial term, 2024. Terry Pacheco, Silver Spring, Maryland, first term, 2026. Doug Powell, Falls Church, Virginia, second term, 2024. Rachel Schroeder, Springfield, Illinois, first term, 2026. Kenneth Semyon Sr., Beaumont, Texas, first term, 2024. Connie Sims, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, first term, 2026. Jeff Tom, Sacramento, California, second term, 2026. ACB Board of Publications. Penny Reader, Chair, Montgomery Village, Maryland, Third term, 2025. Jeff Bishop, Tucson, Arizona. Partial term, 2024. Cheryl Cummings, Seattle, Washington. Second term, 2025. Zelda Gebhard, Edgeley, North Dakota. Second term, 2024. Cachet Wells, Jacksonville, Florida. First term, 2024. Accessing your ACB Braille and eForums. The ACB eForum may be accessed by email on the ACB website 
via download from the webpage in Word, plain text, or Braille-ready file, or by phone at 518-906-1820. To subscribe to the email version, contact Sharon Lovering, S-L-O-V-E-R-I-N-G, at acb.org. The ACB Braille Forum is available by mail, in Braille, large print, and LS-style digital cartridge, and via email. It is also available to read or download from ACB's webpage and by phone, 518-906-1820. Subscribe to the podcast versions from your second-generation Victor Reader stream or from https colon slash slash pinecast.com slash feed slash acb dash braille dash forum dash and dash e dash forum.